Welcome to this episode of the Two Weird Hungry Girls podcast. It might be a little loud this time. You picked the loudest moment. I totally did. <laughs> silverware. Yes, there's silverware going into the bins. We're recording live and on the road. Here in West Reading. Yeah. Over some cocktails. Lovely cocktails. Cheers. Yay, cheers. cheers. And we're here with a very special guest. Rebecca Dubeck. And she's here to talk about fermented foods. So to celebrate, we thought we should um, like do a podcast on the road over cocktails that come from fermented Which alcohol. I was all for. I think right? that's a fantastic idea. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Do you ferment? You drink kombucha. I drink kombucha. And, and, and I, I talk a big talk about wanting to do it, but I'm... A little bit afraid of the scurvy. It's very odd. It's, it's well, kind I, of like an alien I feel like baby. I'll kill it. Do you I'll have a lot of kill them? it or it will multiply? I have mine have multiplied, but what really happens when they multiply is they kind of get really thick. Sometimes yes. they form secondary scobies. So I have what's called a scoby hotel. Oh, oh my! <laughs> which is really just a word for put some black tea and sugar in in a little separate container, and when you're not using them, keep them happy and fed. That's really it. So fed with what? The black tea and the sugar. So you keep adding black tea and sugar? You don't. Sugar? You can just pour a decent okay. amount, and as long as there's some in there, they're feeding off of that. I say there like it's in a live thing. I know. And it is, but it's not. <laughs> and I do, like, I will show people that I don't feel are faint of hard or, like, because it is a little odd looking. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Do you touch them with your bare fingers? You have to. You do? I just pulled one apart because I oh. mine was so thick and big. Yeah. But here's what I try to think of it as, <laughs> rather than to think of it as something really... <laughs> You know, foul. Uh-huh. Um, I think of it as something in a petri dish, right? Like if you were uh-huh. to, like, you know, when you did this the old-fashioned stra- test when they would, do, yeah, like it would grow like um, it. Well, so okay, so SCOBY stands for let's back up. It's a symbiotic culture of bacteria and yeast. Mm-hmm. So it's this sort of um, oh god, fleshy, white, tissuey-looking thing. Mm-hmm. And this little and okay, people know it as a mother. That's the other right. thing, right? Which, of course, is what vinegar will form sometimes if left in a pantry for odd number of years. But this particular thing um, helps create kombucha. Mm-hmm. And kombucha is one of the first things I discovered when I started getting passionate about fermented drinks and food. And so I would store by it. And I still do, actually. But I also got interested in making it. And then that's where I was introduced to the SCOBY. So that was my foray into the fermented drink and food world. How long have you been doing the fermenting? So it's been about two years. Did you start with one original SCOBY and then it had SCOBY babies? Yes. So well, it's like, just gotten bigger. Okay. So it's yes. still the original. And that's you where you one. say you peel it apart yes. and now you have a new SCOBY. You can you cut them in half. You can give them a peel. Do they, do they regenerate oh, arms? <laughs> they do not. They just yes. face like... Oh, so my little... I have a crock that I use. You can use um, like... A pottery type crock, um, or you use like a glass gallon glass mm-hmm. jar. You want like a large um, vessel of some kind. So mine is a circular vessel. So the my scoby is shaped like the crock. It fits. Basically. It it basically grows yes. to fit the. Yes, and I got it. I actually got my first scoby from a friend. My friend mm-hmm. was like, "I have some great scobies," and she brought one over. That's often how it works. They, mm-hmm. Which I kind of love that about the whole fermented world because it is a small community a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but people share. There's this like sharing mentality. It's like sourdough starter. Yeah, right. Same thing, and, and that's all kind of part of that culture. And 
No pun intended. Um, uh-huh. 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 We, yeah, I, I get, get that. That, that was yeah. funny. Thank you. I didn't even know I was saying that, but I did. <laughs> but that's part of it. It's a sharing. It's a community. And um, I have a friend um, in the area, because there aren't a lot of us, but I have a friend in the area who was like, let's do some like culturing one day let's and I'll bring a scoby and I was like great I have some vegetable culture starter and I'll give you one of those what is so, vegetable culture starter so that yes. was the next uh-huh. so this that? has been phases for me like I originally started with kefir then it was kombucha and now I've moved into fermented vegetables which okay. is the salsa like I see yes. you posting about you had the salsa, salsa. Yes. I was, I'm so okay, proud so of my the... fermented vegetables I post pictures on Facebook yeah <laughs> so the, the the mother for the fermented vegetables is different than the scoby completely yes okay. now what's nice about the vegetable starter is that you can buy in a packet now that just looks like straight up white it looks like powdered sugar. Mm-hmm. And it is a culture that helps to transform vegetables into a fermented product. Mm-hmm. So you can buy that. You can also use um, whey from kefir. Kefir whey. What? Okay. We're going to have so, to talk about kefir. I don't get it. Kefir is... Okay, oh, I mean, so, like, I do, not yeah, now. Like, right now. You go, go Kefir is another fermented like, food, and that's uh-huh. how yeah. I started. Kefir is very much um, more of a milk-based product. And you can do water kefir. But when I first started reading about fermented anything, my first foray into that was kefir and kombucha. Mm-hmm. And I started with kefir because it seemed easier, and it's a lot like yogurt. And so it's kind of a run, it's almost like a, a drink. It's almost like a smoothie type style, right. but it's very yogurt-ish. Was it as easy to make as you thought it would be? Kefir then? is, I think, the hardest thing to oh, make. Mm-hmm. I did buy grains. I ordered some kefir grains. Now, kefir apparently originates somewhere in Russia in some mountains a way far a long time ago. <laughs> so there's some That's history a great there. History. <laughs> it's very, it's yes. a very rich history. Yes. Yeah, yes. It's somewhere in the mountains of Russia. That's not what I can tell you about that. Oh, and apparently it had to do with not always having refrigeration available. I think kefir was the end result of like, oh, hey, look what we can make. Right. So um, a lot of Europeans will use kefir um, with um, grains or with granola or mucilics in that way. So it's very common there. Here in the States, we have the lovely version of kefir that's um, sugared pretty heavily and flavored. Yeah, because I see it packaged in the store and I'm like, what is that I like it it's, grosses it's me yo- out it look, it's actually very much like yogurt my mm-hmm. four-year-old loves it and I will buy it for her when I tried to make it I would either make it and it would be really runny or I'd end up making cheese which oh. is fine because I would chop up garlic and right. chives and my husband would be like oh, this is great dip and just full of all kinds of goodness but the benefit of course of any fermented food really is the probiotics Mm -hmm. and the kinds of bacteria that you're putting into your body Mm -hmm. Um, and for me that was the interesting part because I'm as I get older and, and, and progress in my life I'm interested in whole health and what that means for myself my family and how I can have quality of life that's where it originates some of maybe that is a little bit of vanity but really for me it's more quality of my health and life right Mm -hmm. and so um i'm the like as far as the kitchen is concerned or things within our home that way i feel like i lead by example Mm -hmm. that way and so when i started doing kefir um that was a simple way to stick in front of my daughter a blueberry flavored yogurt drink and Mm -hmm. she would down it and go that's good and Mm -hmm. i knew i was giving her something sweeten it because a lot a lot of times people think yogurt's good for them but it's almost like more of a dessert because of the sugar sugar. yeah yeah and and the the store-bought kefir is high in sugar right but i also look at it like the trade-off there is that she's getting so many amazing strains of bacteria and goodness 
that when I made my own kefir, and I, I just recently figured out I killed my kefir grains because I refrigerated them for too long. So that happens, and you reorder your grains and you start over. That's how do you the know process. That, how do you know when they're dead? Because it doesn't ferment the yeah. milk. Um, and it's trial and error, just like yeah. everything. Like you kind of have to experiment a little bit. But um, the kefir grains um, are a little trickier, I think. And so there's a process, whether you're doing kefir or kombucha, where you co- they do a second ferment. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I just started a batch of kombucha in my kitchen. So that crazy-looking scoby thing we were talking about is in a crock. I boil six black tea bags, organic black tea. I add a cup of sugar. Now, I use coconut sugar. You can use a variety of things. I prefer that. Um, You let it sit to room temperature, and when it's nice and cooled and not too hot, uh, because heat will kill your culture and kill your SCOBY. So when you have it at a room temperature, you put in your SCOBY, you pour your tea into this crock, you cover it with, I use a kitchen towel and a rubber band, Mm -hmm. nothing fancy, and I put it in my pantry where it's dark and somewhat temperature regulated. Mm -hmm. You have a window of about 15 degrees. You just don't want it to get too hot. But you don't want it to get too cold. So, what, do you keep it like seventy-five or like? My close kitchen to? varies. I have we do have Not central air, so I feel okay. like our temperature hovers. And these, you know, the kitchen does get warmer, of course. Um, and my first few batches, I found that having it too close to the stove wasn't even really thinking. But uh-huh. I had it on a counter that was kind of, and that was affecting my cultures and my, my fermentation. So I moved it away. Um, but in the pantry, I would guess it probably stays between 75, 77 degrees. Um, after about eight days, you check your kombucha and what naturally happens as part of the process is it, it starts to bubble it's it's um it becomes almost like soda. Kind of carbonation it's carbonation mm-hmm. exactly so at that time once you and you can go seven to 15 days i tend to go about eight to ten then i go to a bottle i i buy kombucha in the store so i have a lot of the bottles that i save I will pour my black tea, sugar, and bacteria mixture. Now, of course, the SCOBY stays out, so it's really what you're pouring in now. It's just the black tea that's fermented in the SCOBY. Pours into the bottles, and I do what's called a second ferment. I could straight up drink the kombucha right there. It's just and what's taste it taste like when it's like that? Funky tea. Funky that's not beer. sweet. Does it taste? Does it have that vinegar, full-on vinegar taste? It will have a vinegary taste, but it will also um, have a black tea taste. They have, will have a tea... Mm-hmm. flavor to it mm-hmm. I don't prefer it this way I do okay. like some flavor mm-hmm. so I follow a couple blogs I have a few recipe books and I have found a few second ferments that I feel like give really good flavor one of them is really simple and it's like two teaspoons of fruit juice that I add and you use like an organic or a decent fruit juice mm-hmm. um, one is with um, ginger and some lemon peel mm-hmm. um, and so what you're doing is just creating some very there's clove and orange but when you put those things into your bottle of kombucha then you put them back in your pantry or back in your little dark spot and let them go for about another week okay in those separate jars yes okay. and you can put spices in there yes you can the particular uh, woman who I call the goddess of fermentation, because I think she's fantastic, and she's really um, become a master of this process. Is, she, like, is this a website? Is, yes. Her name is Donna Schwenk, okay. and she does a, a website called um, Cultures for Life, Okay. and she has a cookbook. I actually even brought my book. Um, I, it's dog-eared, and it's messy, and it's got spills does it and have whatever. Does it scoby on it? It does. <laughs> it might have a little scoby. Um, certainly some black tea. But it's um, well-loved because I use it a lot. And I, I feel like she has really mastered the art and tells the story beautifully of how fermented foods and beverages have impacted her life. 
Um, and for my husband, for example, when we brought and I brought kombucha into the house, and I was just doing stirabot at the time, um, I was drinking it, and he was like, "What's that?" And at the time, he was a guy who was like maybe two to four Advil at least every other day, aches and pains and arthritis, former um, athlete, longtime competitive sailor, um, had some arthritic conditions as we get older that happens. And I started bringing this kombucha, and he was starting to drink it. And after about a month or so, he was like, I'm not really sure what that shit is, but I really find it makes me feel good. And so I want you to keep buying it because I like it. So did I have to ask? So did so drinking it every day? Yes. How much every day? So like, when you first can you drink out, a gallon, or would that make you? you well, if you've done, like, if that's you're used to, if your body is anyway. used to a gallon, yeah. sure you could. But it does take some adjustment. I yeah. do feel like when we first started, it was like start with a third of a bottle. When I and I have a lot of friends that I've suggested this to, it's a total gut regulator. Like yeah. what happens with kombucha when it enters your body is you are putting in straight up good bacteria into your gut. And what I find fascinating about that is that the gut is so much of our entire being. Everything. I mean, there's all this research now about the gut has a second brain, which what? affects, oh yes, like your gut is considered its own thinking, feeling, dictates your mood, dictates your cravings, dictates disease, you know, various things from neurological disorders and Alzheimer's and all these things that are coming from an imbalance of the gut. And so I find that that's fascinating. fascinating. Absolutely. I find it fascinating. And so what you learn about when you start to get into cultured foods is that you are really putting into your body now the kinds of things that your body craves, but you cannot get in traditional food. Mm-hmm. Even if it's good food, even if it's organic and it's straight up whole food, you can't get that. But I mean, it's traditional food, but it's food that like is old from Russia put into, I mean, this is the way that cultures ate forever ago, yes. right? They yes. fermented all the time. That was a food preservation, right? They had no refrigeration, right. Right. so much yeah. of this was through that process. But now that we are in a different society that yeah. uses a microwave and a how quick and how fast. and I mean, you know this. You make beautiful food, and you know the beauty and quality of ingredients are it's obviously... Everything. It's everything. Yeah. But if your body can't absorb that because your gut or the things that you've put into your body over the years have so completely... Um, eradicated your your body's ability to absorb the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. So now your gut's just a wreck. It's a mess. And most of us are that way. I mean, yeah. that's just how most of us are. So your husband's, like, diet changed or his, like, his, his My he changed? My husband had no desire and or need to start taking the Advil every morning because his joints weren't hurting. Um, I found that my seasonal allergies were almost gone. Yep. Gone. Uh, my cravings for certain foods changed. I didn't, I mean, I always was a sugar sweet tooth person, but I didn't find that it was driving. Like the second I was done with dinner, I didn't need a piece of chocolate in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are certainly things that I have noticed on a whole health level that have impacted me to the point where I want to know more. I start to do more. Like I just, I'm, to me, it's a, it's a permanent way of life now. Right. So you started with the kefir and the kombucha and then you moved to fermented vegetables. So tell us more about like you said you buy the powder and it's almost like a yeasty sugary looking thing. Kind of. It's white. It looks like it's called Caldwell's. The one I use is called Caldwell's um, vegetable starter. So the woman that I follow on the blog had recommended that particular product and her whole thought process is what she calls the holy trinity. Her feeling is that to have full health and to have true 
gut restoration. It's a three-part process. It's kefir and kombucha and a cultured vegetable every day. Really? Every day. Really? Is a cultured vegetable different than sauerkraut? Um, No, as long as the sauerkraut is made in the fermented way. So when a lot of, if you would go in the grocery store, Phoebe, or if Tracy said, we're going to have brats and hot dogs and we're serving sauerkraut, what you're going to buy in the store is made in a quick canning and more vinegar-based process. So vinegar will kill a culture and heat will kill a culture. So there's one brand actually called Bubby's. That oh, you yeah. can buy in the freezer or in the refrigerated section, Correct. right? Like your okay. Whole Foods yeah. and your Bubbies. your more yeah, yeah. Bubbies. Bubbies actually uses traditional fermentation to make yeah. sauerkraut, and they make pickles that are fantastic. Yeah. Okay. But same with pickles, you can make fermented pickles straight up, from, like without vinegar, what? without canning. No. Yes. <laughs> you use a salt brine. Yes. Scandalous. And or you use a yes, and, and the same thing with kraut. You actually don't even need a vegetable starter to do the kraut or the pickles. Yeah, it's the just salt brine. yeah, it's just the salt, and you and yes. again put it in a dark corner yes, somewhere, right? Exactly. I don't know. I don't. I've never made it. I don't it even like sauerkraut. Mm-hmm. I know because because remember the whole thirty. Yes. Yes. And that's where I learned a little bit about this whole fermentation thing and I think that's when I started to think like oh maybe I should try kombucha because it sounds like it's good for you and I love it love it I love it too um not sure I can get behind sauerkraut really I you mean like never you? liked it oh okay. well, but 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 that's not to but say I'm not I was just I was just gonna uh, say I haven't had fermented cabbage sauerkraut I've had the stuff that you get yes. in the plastic bag that you dump into yeah, the thing because there is that's a difference there's a difference there's a crunchiness and I get that. there's a crunchiness to fermented vegetables that, okay. that you create and now, kimchi yeah, and I just I, like to say kimchi. That oh. I can't do. That I'm not as brave. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know what what, it, what's, what is kimchi. That? I believe <laughs> is, is a. It's, it's it's very um. Cabbage Correct. But it there's something I, I don't even know the basis of it. It's not it's not my bag, so I don't even go there. You know who loves that? Um, Nan of Chubby Pickle Farms loves kimchi. Oh. But I'm curious to know when you talk about the fermented vegetables, yes. especially the salsa. The yes. first thing that my mind goes to as someone who's taken food safety classes yes. 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 I know what is, you're say. oh my gosh, how do you yes. know you're not going to get sick? Yes. Yeah. How do you know how when you you're know fermenting when vegetables? Like so, the, so it's science, right? So really, what you're doing when you're fermenting vegetables, it's just a big science experiment. Mm-hmm. And so you with, said, but that's the thing; it's an experiment, <laughs> and it could kill me. But. <laughs> With a little bit of gut instinct and with a little bit of direction, like yeah. this particular woman that I use as sort of a reference, um, her blog is wonderful because people will ask five million questions yeah. about what happens when this, and I have this fun. She will say, scrape off the mold on the top and throw it, like it's not going to hurt you. But if okay. someone says, oh, the mold is this and this and this, nope, throw that out. Like she will sort of guide wow. you through that process. Um the first time I did ferment a vegetable and ate it, yes. it was a little bit of a nerve-wracking process. Yeah. But I'll tell you what was the kicker for me. I felt so damn good. I Seriously. felt yeah. so good. Like, I just was like, I just did the best thing for my body ever. Yeah. And I could, feel, I could feel it almost being transformative. And I think that's actually probably the key word. I had a life coach tell me this. You know, when you look at your path in life, what are the things that connect for you? And I think for me, in any way, shape, or form, I love transformation. Uh-huh. The before and after of anything, whether it's a house, a person, or a makeup, whatever it is, I love that process. I 
think that's what it is about fermenting that I love. It's the before and after. It's the transformation from taking that food to sort of average, okay, decent food and making it a power food. That feeds your body in a way that is off the charts, amazingly powerful and good. And you could feel that. Like that's that's where you started. Like you were like, oh, I feel this connection. connection, This transformation. You know how good that feels. Sign me up. I'll do it. Whatever it takes. Okay, so you have fermented. Then we'll start the kombucha. Yes. The kefir. Yes. The salsa. Yes. Pickles? Yes. I actually grew an entire garden of um, cucumbers just for the pickles because okay. I was like, i got to do this. Fermented pickles. Yes. And Fantastic. And Which then, is really just how pickles were always made until the canning yeah. process and the vinegar came into play. Because when you use the vinegar or you use the canning process with heat, you kill the bacteria. But isn't vinegar a fermented thing? It is, except that it's fermented in a different way, and when you add it to, from what I understand, now again, okay. I'm not an expert, but from what I understand, you're not supposed to say I know, I know, <laughs> but what I understand, using vinegar kills the good of the bacteria. Okay, so he, let me say that another way. So, um, this, again, this Donna Schwenk does a beautiful job of outlining for you why this works. So, I didn't realize when we're talking about your body, our bodies are 90% bacterial cells. I know, cells. isn't that crazy? 90% of our body is bacterial cells. So, I what? didn't know that. You knew that? Yes. Oh, okay. Isn't that crazy? I learned that. I so find I'm mostly bacteria. Yes. Yeah, you're so bacteria. gross. Yes. yes. And your bacteria is different than my bacteria. And like, yeah. But okay. when you put in a fermented vegetable or food or a, or a kombucha or a kefir, you are feeding those bacterial cells. Again, in a way that you cannot feed them with traditional foods. And I mean your average foods. The foods you probably prepare for dinner or eat for lunch or breakfast. Sometimes those foods can actually be detrimental to our health. As we know, we don't always make the best choices. I certainly don't. So I'm just looking for a way to up my odds of like improving my overall health and what can I do to put in my body that I know is restorative. I want restorative and transformative, right? So that's, I think, what plays into my passion for that. Um, And I've felt the effects and I've seen the effects for other people. Um, And I feel like it makes perfect sense to me why this works. Okay. So what would you suggest for someone who wants to start this at home? Like Tracy and I would both probably like to do kombucha, right? Yeah, I would totally like to. I I would, but I am a little afraid of the SCOBY because, I, as I might have mentioned in previous podcasts, I wanted to do a garden. Now I did a garden, and I think it's out to kill me. I am afraid that a SCOBY will multiply to the point where it's... Eats my dog. I mean, like, what's... It won't. Okay. Uh, really, all you'll do is kill the scoby, and then you just throw it in the garbage. Oh, I don't want to do that either. Well, like, okay. I'm going to name my scoby. I, it's okay if you do. I mean, I killed my kefir grains not by... not. It was an accident. I didn't mean to kill the kefir grains, but so it what, happened. So what's the best place to start? You need a friend. A I'll give you a scoby. You need a friend with a scoby, or you can order a scoby. I do think it's fun and easier to ferment with a friend. So get a fermentation friend. Um... And again, I didn't have that, but I did have this wonderful resource in this blog and in this book that I ordered, this cookbook. And there's all kinds of information online. Of course, we live in the information age, so everything is available to everybody. There's really no reason to not try it in my mind. And I've thrown out some batches of kombucha. They've gone down the drain, not even because they were bad per se, but they tasted funky or I just was a little nervous. I mean, it's okay to just say, "Eh, I'm not sure this is good and I'm going to trash it. 
but I think that when you like for me it's this been this woman Donna who's on her blog and in her forums and troubleshooting she's been very um, reassuring about like this is gonna happen when you see like oh this woman had the same issue I had and then this is what she told her to do so when you can kind of tweak and experiment and twist some things in a different way or find things that work for you, it becomes way less scary. And then when I've had a few batches now of kombucha that have come out and they've been really good, I'm like, yes. Yeah, that's cool. Yes, I made that, you know? I love that. I love that. So that's the easiest place to start is the kombucha. And I, then I think that actually I, what I would say is that the cultured vegetables are the easiest place to start. You get a mason jar. You don't have to have the starter, but you can. I got mine off Amazon. Right. Um, but the cultured starter is pretty easy because it's just powder. You add it to a little bit of sugar and some water. You pour that into your mason jar with your selected vegetable, and you go from there. I do have to say one of the things that this woman does beautifully is, um, for example, she has an entire recipe in her book that is dedicated towards um, flu. So she calls it her flu remedy. And she has various vegetables and a combination of starter that ferments to become this sort of beautiful thing to fight flu. And she swears by it. Her whole family swears by it. So there are beautiful recipes like that. But I think what I've started to find is that, like, okay, so last night I was making, I had an abundance of tomatillos. I was making mm. green sauce because I love a good green sauce. And I was like, I'm gonna, I don't have a recipe here, but I think I'm going to do an experiment. I'm going to try to do some fermentation. Like, She's I'm going to ferment everything. I am. Right? I'm <laughs> like, let's just see what happens. So there on my counter as we speak is a lovely little jar of green sauce waiting to see what happens and how it tastes. Um, but along with two jars of salsa that are fermenting as well. Okay. So it's just darn good stuff. Okay. So tell me, tell us one more time. How can people find this website? So if you just Google fermented foods, you'll come up with several different sites. The one that I am passionate about and follow, just because it's worked for me, is Donna Schwenk, S C H W E N K, the Cultured Life, I believe, is her blog. Um, and as I said, in my purse right now is my cookbook from her that I got for Christmas for my husband. Uh-huh. Um, and there are times I open it up and I get overwhelmed because I'm like, oh my God, I haven't made that and I haven't done that. But then I remember it's a process. It's a journey. So just take one, pick one. Um, start with one. Start fermenting one thing. And I do think the vegetable is the easiest because most people have a mason jar. If you don't have a starter, you can use a brine water for the things like kraut. Try it. Um, I have a, a friend on Facebook who messages me questions all the time. Like, this is what happened, and what do I do? And sometimes I can answer them, and sometimes I can't. And then I direct her to someone else who I think can tell her. Um, but she had this interesting thing happen where she took a little bit of her vegetable, uh, fermented vegetable uh, juice, and poured it into her guacamole, which was starting to brown. No. And she noticed that the guacamole became vibrant and green. And she was that like, sense look at me. this. So then, of course, I open up my cookbook, and my sweet, dear mentor, Donna, has a fermented guacamole recipe, no. which doesn't brown. And lasts because, for, because of, of the that. cultures, oh because of the fermentation, goodness. the good bacteria that's feeding and keeping this thing alive. So, you know, if it does it for guacamole, what's it going to do for me? <laughs> yeah, that's what I keep thinking. You know, like you from turning all I'm like a shrewd and brown yeah, and wrinkly, yeah. and you know, like it can all be bad, right? Right. So, it's like I said, it's a little bit vanity, but no. But yeah. I think that's an absolutely fantastic take on it too, yeah. because 
I think if that's what it takes to get people to try it, yeah, then right. then good, then you know. It. And it sounds easy enough, really. Yeah, I feel like Tracy, we should do this. Well, you I know, like I do make know. a video of how to make kombucha, which okay. would take like two minutes because <laughs> it would be like tea, sugar, because scoby. yeah, tea, sugar, scoby, and we'd be like, that's it. Ta-da. No, but I, I. I when you when you were saying like I know when I if I go on a regular kick of drinking kombucha yeah it's I do feel good I just feel good and there's something to that and when you were talking about Jeff doing the ibuprofen and stuff remember we had another guest who talked about ibuprofen is one of the The biggest biggest things that will kill your your natural healthy gut bacteria all that good stuff. Yeah. Like I always occurring. think of all the the antibiotics that you yes. put on when you get an ear infection, yes. a sinus infection, or whatever. But at, you know, ibuprofen. Yeah. And so I'm that's not, interesting. I, I'm not abdicating that this is uh, the solution to end all be all. But if you happen to have a few too many cocktails, or you're just a, maybe a little hungover, mm-hmm. kombucha will knock it out. Will, oh. No, it will. It, is it the will best set hangover. Right. Yes. Yes. The best hangover. This I do know. This I do know. Best hangover cure ever. Really? For yes. sure. It's I'm, the best. I don't ferment. Wow. Okay. <laughs> but you don't mean and you I found that kind of accidentally yeah. myself. Even if you don't ferment. I mean, here's what I would say. You don't have to start fermenting. Go to the grocery store and yes. buy GT's. Go to the giant. Right. The giant. GT, I'll GT's send you a picture. Synergy. I'll post a picture of my favorite because it's the only one I ever flavor. tried. My favorite flavor. Which one is it? Is it Trilogy? It's the Trilogy. Yeah. And I, I don't know trilogy. what that's about. Yeah. They it's have kind of a different ones. One. It's fr- well, see, but I wouldn't know. Like, I Cranberry is good. I love ginger. I did try the... And didn't you say something about a the chia seeds? Lavender. The chia seeds. Lavender. Yeah. The chia seeds gross. I can't. I don't know. Yeah, I can't don't drink do the chia. No. Well, do what you want. I don't the love the green one. Texture. I don't love the green yeah. one. Uh-huh. Um, but I, we do the ginger aid. We do yes. the cran cran dream or cran. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cosmic mm-hmm. cranberry. Yes. Cosmic cranberry. That's Jeff's favorite. I love the trilogy. That so is those three are always in our fridge because even when I'm fermenting and making my own, it does take a while. So you have to like, you know, you have to have something. And and he is the kind of person now at this point in our journey, he will get in the car and go to the store because he's like, we're out of kombucha. Wow. We have to go to the store and we get some kombucha. You can get it um, by the caseload at Kimberton. And yes. you can give a case discount. And there's now, how, here's how we have evolved in the world. Um, the West Reading Farmers Market has a vendor. Oh my God! And he's out a, of it like in a sells flash. out. Sells out in every Sunday. Yeah. Uh, I think it's called Revitalized, or I forget. Anyway, we when they sell a growler, and yeah. you go take your growler every week and fill it. And I do think it's good. I have to say, I like the GT is a little bit better because it's a little bit of a stronger flavor. But yeah, but you can make it yourself, and yes. it's so much yeah. less expensive. Oh, than yeah, because it. that jar, that bottle of GT like is three fifty nine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in other states, it's four fifty yeah, five dollars. I will say this as well, and, and some email correspondence I've had with Donna and I've asked her some questions about it. What she will tell you is, when you make your own, you're getting so much more of the probiotic and the strains of bacteria on even higher levels. Well, probably because when you it's fresh. Correct. It's not being shipped or stored yes. or, yes. you know, what do I know? But yeah, yes. let's do it. Let's make some. Let's you want to? That'll be another podcast. Right, we'll make a video. It. It'll be 10 minutes long, how to make your own kombucha. Okay. Maybe we'll get a SCOBY from you. Absolutely. Um, I think that should be part yeah. of the video, the, the SCOBY exchange. Yeah. So this was a lot of fun. Yeah. Definitely. I think we're all to the bottom. We I think are the drinks the are gone. The drinks are gone. I think it is. And the the restaurant's getting full. So, yeah, and I yeah. hope I hope the listeners have enjoyed being here with us and all the other people. Yeah, 
this is a nice, this is a fun place to be. If you're going to do a podcast, I would do it Beast here. Bistro 614 is a place to do a podcast. Bistro 614. I would, no, yes. Nowhere else. And definitely get one of the special cocktails And you know what? I just evening. want to say thank you for having me. I just posted a picture on Facebook, and then you guys were like, hey, so we thank you. We should talk about this. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I, I think it's very inspiring yeah, you. that you like, decided to try it. It's very, um, it's a little scary, but also very rewarding, and there's nothing but health benefits to come exactly. from it. That's what I say. So. Okay, so. And um, good skin. And good skin. So grow some cultures in your kitchen. I guess. Ferment. Ferment. Oh, ferment. Just ferment. 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 So thanks for tuning in, guys. This is a lot of fun. Thank you so much Thank for you. being with us. Thank you for having me. Yes, and we have to move along now for the rest of the evening. Find cocktails somewhere else, <laughs> I think. Fermented <laughs> Yes. So thanks for tuning in. Be sure to find me at phoebespurefood.com. I'll put the links up for um, the cookbook and the website um, that Rebecca loves. And maybe she'll give me a picture of her special salsa we'll put up. Because it looks like normal. It looks like a normal salsa. Yeah. So we'll put that up on the website, too. So find me at phoebespurefood.com. The book is called Cultured Food for Life by Donna Schwenk. S-C-H-W-E-N-K. Oh, and it is well-loved. Yeah. So thanks so much. Ew. No, it's a placeholder. But thanks so much. (laughs) Thanks so much for joining us. That's the website. Or that's the book. We'll put the links on the website. And this was fun. It was. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.